one of my friends just um sent me her like gender of her baby like portal because she wasn't finding out and she told me like had me look to like give the info and I literally just felt like I was like finding out my baby's gender oh it was so crazy I was like oh my god so what is she gonna do like a cake or something and that's how she like she she needs you to order it or whatever well it was really funny I think she had this like plan of like I was gonna order whatever she ended up wanting me to order but then she like could not handle it and her husband's still at work and she was like I'm just gonna look even though she already like sent me all the things I already like looked and found out whatever and she's like I'm just gonna look I convinced my husband to like let me look so I'm like okay so it was really funny because it is really odd like how it does it it's like it says not detected like you know diseases and things and it says like not detected this or that and one of the things it says like not detected male chromosome but then you go down and it's like predicted gender or like sex is male I don't know it's really weird so she was like wait I don't get it am I having a girl she was all confused well, cause doesn't it? Yeah, I've so okay. So my hairdresser had the same thing where like her, she saw it said something about a male chromosome on the thing, and she thought that that meant male, and so she was like, "Oh my god, I'm having a boy." I saw this, and then her mom was like, "No," because she was keeping it a surprise too, and she was like, "No, no, no, that's just talking about the male chromosome. Like you didn't see it yet, or whatever." Um, but then she ended up having a boy. <laughs> Oh my god, that's that's so funny. Yeah, I feel like it like it definitely can get mixed up. Wait, I forgot my water and I'm very parched. I'll be right back for one second. Okay. Me and Dan like last minute decided to go to decided to go to dinner tonight. So I was like, Oh my god. Oh yeah, I saw your Instagram story. Yeah, like I was like, all right, but we gotta go this really fast and blah blah. blah. So well, Jeff's been downstairs with like a saw going off for the last like forty minutes. And oh. I'm like I'm like, Jeff, I'm going on with Mackenzie at 7. And he's like, okay. And then it's like 6.45. I'm like, hey, I'm going on at 7. And he's like, okay. He's like, what time is it? I'm like, it's 10 of. And I just like being dramatic. And he's like, okay, give me three more minutes. And then I'm like, can you go upstairs, please? Because I know you. And you're going to be like walking all around. I'm like, this isn't a Zoom meeting. It's being recorded. So like, she can't have slamming dishes in the background. He can come say hi. Have him come in if you want. Uh, he did say when I was telling him about it, he was like, oh, my God, that's so great. He was like, so many people probably want to hear that. That's yeah. awesome. Okay. Yeah. Well, let's jump into it. Sort of. Okay. Well, definitely. Let's jump into it. Okay. So I'm like so excited about this. I'm. Thank you so much for coming on, first of all, because this is just so cool. I feel like so many people can relate to us, but to, to you and this whole story and whatever, the whole thing. So first and foremost, a lot of people out there don't know who the heck you are. So I have one of my very favorite best friends on the podcast today. I'm so excited. I could not be happier. Today's episode, we're going to discuss the whole role of step parent and stepmom and stepdad. Um, Lauren, why don't you, before we get started, introduce yourself to everyone listening, maybe give us a little background on your family. Yeah, so... I'm Lauren. Um, you may have heard me last popping bottles on a couple episodes ago. Yep. <laughs> Which I was actually just listening to today. I was like, I need to finish that episode. <laughs> so I'm like <laughs> coming fresh off of listening to that. Um, but yeah, so do you want me to give you a background on like how I like met Jeff and like yep. that like that part of my family? Yes. Um so yeah, me. Jeff and I were friends. We worked at a restaurant together. He was in a relationship with somebody else when we met. Um, and I had just always had a crush on him, <laughs> a very like innocent crush. But um, I always really liked the way that he had like talked about his significant other. And like, he was just like one of those guys that wasn't like, oh yeah, my girlfriend's pain in the butt. You know, like he always spoke like really highly. And I just was like, that's so respectful. And that's so nice. And like, he was always good in the restaurant and everything, like around all the other girls and everything. And I just always like thought very highly of him. So then, you know, months and months go by of, of being friends and one thing leads to another and him and his ex break up. Um, and a few months and months later, we start hanging out. And so when I first started hanging out with him, it was more of just like a, um, not a joke, but it wasn't anything serious. And he is 10 years older than me. And at the time he had she was three when we first started seeing each other. So yeah, he had a three-year-old daughter. 
Um, he doesn't drink. So I was like, we couldn't live more different lives, sweetie. <laughs> like, this more different. And I was like 24, I think. When, and I was just kind of coming out of a lot of like the more crazy party girl stuff. So I was on, on, you know, the tail end of it and started hanging out with him. And I just was like, Oh God, I really, really like this guy. So one thing leads to another and we started dating. And when we started dating, like I had we like had decided to like kind of keep Ava out of it. We were like, we don't want to confuse her. Like we want to make sure, you know, this is about him and I, and like not to introduce me to her in the form of like a girlfriend until like we knew it was serious. Um, so that was our intention. <laughs> and then like maybe a few weeks go by and then he was supposed to go somewhere with one of his friends and his friends couldn't go. And so then I ended up going. And so we all went on like this big, the three of us went on this like big sailboat trip around the Boston Harbor and stuff. And it was so cute and so fun. And so that is actually at three years old, how Ava remembers meeting me. She's like, remember we met you on the boat that day? Like that's how she thinks about it. She oh, just met on the boat. <laughs> this magical time you meet her on a boat. That is so cute. So, so then- Okay, keep going. Sorry. I was just going to say, so then we started living together (laughs) a couple months after we started dating. So at first it was just like this cute, fun thing. I was getting to know Ava. And then when we were thinking about moving in together and we were moving in together so quickly because um, Tina, my friend who I'd lived with at the time, was moving to California. So I had an option of like going and spending a very big amount of money on living by myself in the city of Boston or living with a random person and I didn't really want to do either one of those things and then you're already in this like fast-paced relationship that you do see going somewhere yeah yeah and Jeff was like well you could just move in with me (laughs) (laughs) okay and like it was extremely affordable it was like near the beach like it was just you know it was all the stars were aligning and I remember being like oh this isn't a good idea I don't know what to do it was like his he lives with his daughter like some days during the week so it was like a really big thing um but now we're engaged so it all worked out <laughs> <laughs> there is a happily ever after okay yeah, so there, but it worked out <laughs> <laughs> there is so much to unpack here <laughs> and if you guys have listened to another episode that Lauren was on we talk about the whole world word unpacked and how it's just perfect for every scenario and um I want to know in the beginning, so everything moved pretty fast, right? So, yeah, super fast. So in the beginning, what has the custody ever changed during your relationship with him? Like, has it always been you get Ava on the weekends? So it was actually when we first started dating, he had her on Mondays and Tuesdays. And then when I moved, by the time I was like moving in with him, it had shifted to him having her on the weekends because she was starting to go to preschool Monday through Friday. And so her mom lives an hour away from us. So it's not and like an hour away, like without traffic, never mind driving through Boston at any time of the day. So it was never uh, like really an option to be like, oh, we'll bring her to school Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. You know, like we we had to kind of do like weekends and and weekdays. So it was like two days a week. Then it was just Saturdays. So when we first started dating, it was like Saturday or when we first started living together, he would go down Saturday morning and pick her up and then he would bring her back Sunday night. So it was like a very short amount of time. So when I was moving in, I was like, well, she's really only here one night a week. It's like a fun sleepover. (laughs) Yeah. And okay, so let's start from like the beginning. Right. So you meet her, you meet Jeff. What did you two have a conversation going into that like meeting? What do you mean? Like into like did Jeff give you any like lowdown on her, on what to say, how to act, like anything not to do? Like, is there a conversation or should there be a conversation before somebody is introduced to someone's baby? Yeah. I mean, we didn't, I don't, I like, we didn't, um, there was no sort of like, I think, I think part of why we didn't is because we were friends for a long time and I knew like the good, the bad, the ugly of him. So it wasn't like, I don't know. It wasn't like this was a stranger that I just started dating and was meeting his daughter for the first time. Um, so I'd heard so much about her and like, I had, 
like I don't think I'd ever met her through like when we were friends or working together but no we never had any sort of conversation around like kind of here's what to expect he did one time be like don't be surprised like she if she like asks for my ex or like thinks you're her or anything like that because she was still little like she was only three um but it wasn't really anything besides that so on a side note Jeff's ex is not his baby mama so they're two different people <laughs> two di- okay two different people so <clears throat> did like did you guys kiss was there a conversation of like we're not holding hands we're not gonna like the first time or did you kiss like how does that work yeah so like looking back there's probably like a more comfortable way where we maybe could have like so I guess the initial the initial like conversation was like we're not gonna see each other with Ava like I'm not gonna you know we're gonna keep Ava out of it for a little bit but that just like as soon as the whole like I think it was like a month later, the whole boat thing happened and we were on the boat all hanging out. And Ava, I mean, you know her, she is so loving and yeah. she loves to meet new people and she gets obsessed with them. Like the first time she met Emily, she's like every day afterwards, my new best friend, Emily, my new best friend, Emily, can we call Emily? What's Emily doing? Can she, Emily come? Like she gets so obsessed with people. It's so cute. Um, so she was like, we have pictures from that day on the boat. She wouldn't stop like hugging me and cuddling me. Like, it was like we were best friends from the very beginning. Like she was the sweetest. So like, no, there wasn't like any sort of conversation around that. Like we tried to keep her out of it for a little bit, but I think like she ended up only being with Jeff on the weekends. We both worked during the week. Like It, it was just, just kind like- of meshed so like perfectly and aligned perfectly. Yeah. Yeah. And I just, it, yeah, I can't even think of like a time that we sat down and we're like, we're not going to do this. We're not going to do that because then we blinked and we were moving in together. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So there are situations out there where the kid might hate the, even a three-year-old. Like, do you have any, since you were in that situation and fortunately for you, it went really well, but what are, what is like some advice you'd have or like for somebody that yeah. is in a situation like that? I think my situation is the best possible situation to be in. The best. And so I think, like, I don't think that there's honestly a a better situation. And I don't say that in, like, a bragging way. Like, um, Ava's mom is – does not ever cause any drama with me. She's been so nice to me. There's never been any, like – I've gone and picked up Ava by myself from her before – like, there's never, ever, like, knock on wood, been, like, any sort of, like, drama or tension. Now, Jeff and her can sometimes get into a little bit of a back and forth, but it's also really not even much. Like, as, like, baby mama drama goes, like, it's very, very limited. So I will, I want to, like, preface the rest of this conversation by saying, like, they were never dating. It was never, like, feelings or anything like that. So there's no... Um, Jealousy. Yeah, and I'm Jeff's second girlfriend since they had, like, been together, you know, so, or been with each other. So, I think, like, the previous, like, the ex had to probably deal with a lot more drama from what I've heard, but by the time, like, I came into the picture, I think she had just, like, accepted, like, this is what it is. Um, She also has another daughter from another guy who's not in the picture, so I think she also feels really grateful that Jeff is such a good dad and he comes and takes her every weekend and we do stuff with her and she knows like I provide for Ava in the same capacity Jeff does. So anyways, prefacing all that, like she's very, very um, like low drama, like not really involved, which is good. Um, but if I was to give advice to somebody, um, I would say like, I don't know how to say this without like sounding (laughs) this way, but like knowing your place, you know, like you're very new to this dynamic. And I feel like I went in very gently and I'm also not like a crazy person. (laughs) So I didn't go in being like, well, this is my boyfriend. And why are you texting my boyfriend? Like, you know, like I was never like a crazy person about it. I was never possessive over Jeff and his time. Like I always knew that like, the days that Ava were here was here are the days that she's going to be here. So just kind of like understanding your place in the dynamic. I think respect is a really big one too. Like just respecting his like commitment to being a dad to her and understanding that like, we're not going to have like wild Saturday nights. Like we're going to 
come home and watch Encanto and get in bed at 930. <laughs> yeah. Like that was a change for me. Um, but yeah, I think like respect. I think also like if you can have a conversation with the other parent, you should. Like, I think that that's something that we didn't really do. Like the first time I met her, we were going down to pick up Ava and Jeff had texted her and was like, hey, just so you know, my girlfriend's with me. She's really nice. And she was like, haha, yeah, she better be. Like, it was just like, there probably could have been like a, hey, like I said to her, I was like, hey, I'm Lauren. Like, it's nice to meet you. Like, you know, I'd been dating Jeff for a couple of months at that point. So it was good for her to know. And who was hanging out with her daughter, you know, at the end of the day, whether I think I'm in a better place because I'm a woman and you probably feel like safer around like your children being around like other women than maybe if the roles were reversed. Yeah. Uh, But yeah, I feel like I'm spending every weekend with her daughter. Like she deserves to know who I am and like what we're up to and like what the situation is. So I'd say like definitely like knowing your place, being respectful of like the relationship and the situation and also like having a conversation whether it's just like hey how's it going like this is me but like introducing yourself face to face in person I think it's important I mean I, th- I don't think you could have said it better you really do have the best situation given all the circumstances I mean that she's pretty chill and you're obviously chill but it it doesn't always go like that you know yeah. it really doesn't and you know I, I do want to know from you though as good as it is, what has been your greatest challenge in this whole step parenting situation? Um, This is probably like an emotional thing to say, but like, I'm not her mom and I will never be her mom. And like, I can cry saying that, you know, Um, she had like a year or so ago asked if she gets her blonde hair from me. We were talking about like how she gets her blue eyes from Jeff. And she was like, and I get my blonde hair from you. And I was like, you get your blonde hair from mama. I was like, me and you both have blonde hair, but you get your blonde hair from mama. And so um, I think there's like little things, like I feel so maternal to her. I feel like I'm her mom, you know? But at the end of the day, she has a mom and she has an entire mom side of the family. And so as much as I want to like steal her and like have her every day up here, like I know that there's a whole other side to this. And I know that like, as much as I like will think that I'm her mom and people at the grocery store think I'm her mom. And like, she also looks like me. She weirdly looks like you. It's so weird. It's so weird. So it's like even more. (laughs) It's really weird. Like the same chubby cheeks. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, my mom is blonde hair, blue eyes. And my older sister, when she had her like dark, dark olive skin, bright green eyes, dark hair, curly, like people were like, oh, are you the nanny? Like to my mo- to her own daughter. But for you, like she looks just like you. It's wild. Yeah. I've only ever had one person like at a grocery store be like, oh, is she yours? Cause like we were going, we were shopping around and this older woman, she was like probably a grandmother's age. And she was like, is she yours? And I was like, no, it's actually my book, my boyfriend's daughter. And she was like, oh, well, she's very smart. She could, like, hear her talking in the aisle and stuff. But I was like, that was actually, like, I'm never, ever offended when people ask if, like, or when people assume that Ava's my daughter. I actually feel more uncomfortable for Ava because as a four, five, six-year-old, she's like, what? What do you mean? You're not my mom. Like, (laughs) (laughs) well, like, there's times at the grocery store people are like, oh, and, like, make sure mommy does this or whatever, and we'll be we'll be like strolling away and she's like that person thought you were my mom and I'm like (laughs) how silly is that and so as she's gotten older I've been like having more like actual conversation I'm like this is why people think I'm your mom you know like I'm walking around in the grocery store with you you know yeah so I'd say that's like probably the biggest challenge I think it's also like I just want her to be here you know like I want her to be here every day hate when she leaves like she spends the whole weekend with us now she's here Friday night to Monday morning um, but I like want her here every day. <laughs> I, I mean, I just have to say, like, I've always said this to you since I met Ava. Like, if I ever had to have, like, God forbid ever- anything ever happened with me and Dan and like he ended up moving on and, you know, Jagger had a stepmother, like, you are the epitome of what I would want for my kid to be with. Like, and that's the only way, if it was you, like, that's the only way I would feel comfortable. <laughs> 
always say that. And I, I'll say it to Jeff sometimes too. I'll be like, you know, Mackenzie thinks you're very lucky. <laughs> I mean, it's so true. I feel like it's pretty cool to be able to um, like help parent, assistant parent, parent with your significant other um, before you have your children because you can kind of work out those kinks of like, how do you parent? How do you parent? Like with me and Dan, we've gone into parenting blindly together and we're just figuring it out. And, and, you know, he'll do something that I'm like, whoa, like, and I'll do something and he's like, Hey, you know, and we're like, Oh, we get, we're, we are having to figure it out all together. Now with your situation, it's, you have a leg up because he's been doing it. You're stepping in and being able to like, configure like what you want to do what you think and you're picking apart like different things that he does that you don't like or you do like can you like talk a little bit about that like the benefits of of step parenting yeah so for my relationship with Jeff it's a huge part of why I fell in love with him like I saw what he would be like in the future as a dad like I feel like when you date people you never know what they're going to be like as a parent or like you also never know what they're going to be like as like a spouse, you know? And I felt like when we jumped into living together, I found out really, really quickly what he was going to be like as a parent. And pretty much at that point as like a husband, like, so I think like, I always said like us moving in together was either going to help us to break up quicker or it was like, that was going to be it for us, you know? Um, And so I saw really quickly all the things I loved about him and I saw how he parented and it was very patient. It was very loving. Like it was really, really nice to see that because if it was the opposite and he was like explosive and, or like, I think one of the best things about him is Ava is such a priority. I mean, you know how it is like Jeff won't come on friend trips with us more than half the time because he's like, I don't want to leave Ava for the weekend. I only get the weekends with her. So I don't want to give up a weekend to go on a trip with your friend. You know, like I, I eventually Ava will, will be able to come with us hopefully, but um, he's always prioritized her. I like the way he does these things. And I think he saw with me, like, I think I went into parenting mode slowly with Ava. At first I was like, I'm not even going to yell at her or talk to her in a way, like as if I'm her babysitter, you know, like this is just going to be fun. Like, let's get to know each other and get used to each other. And I think also part of what happened is like, we moved in together in November of 2019 and then the pandemic hit in March. (laughs) So we went from like one extreme to another extreme. And then Ava was with us five days a week. And like, we were keeping her for a longer amount of time because she wasn't in school. So like, we all got a true taste of what this would feel like full time because like on another note, and there's more to, I guess, unpack in all of these things that I'm saying is that like, we're also part-time parents. Like we're, we're lucky because we get to just be with each other Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, you know? So we get to like focus on our relationship half the week and then focus on Ava for half the week. So it's also a good way to ease into parenting because we're learning how to still make each other a priority. Yeah relationship while also learning to be a family and all of the chaos that comes with having a kid involved that is such a good point we get a reset and so I I don't ever take it for granted but sometimes I think I'm like oh god one day this is not gonna be a part-time situation (laughs) yeah yeah like one day you're gonna you're you might probably will have a baby of your own (laughs) there yeah I think For people listening, I think it'd be really helpful to hear like some things that that might be struggles for you or maybe not struggles for you, but you know, like what advice do you have for like a a struggling situation? Like the mother of the baby or the father of the baby is just really hard to deal with. Like what would that look like? What could you say? Yeah, there are so many ways that this situation can be challenging and stressful like there's so so much like it could be from like legal custody battles to just like shitty parents <laughs> you know yeah. like you don't, you don't ever know like what you're gonna really deal with and that's why I say like I'm truly truly lucky um I would say like the biggest thing would be to like have grace so when I feel frustrated with Ava's mom or the way she's doing things or like, you know, not to like get into like really details of anything, but there's days where I'm just like, 
what the heck, man? Like, how is this how you're approaching this type of situation? How are you letting this happen? Like, and it, it'll drive me crazy. And I, you know, instead of getting like worked up and mad and, and not to say that I don't, but I'm able to kind of like take a step back from it. And I just have grace with the situation. And I think like being patient and giving grace and walking away from it, like, um, I think like just kind of taking a step back and like realizing like being empathetic, I think is what I'm saying, like to what the other person's going through. Like if you're the step mom, then the other person in the picture is the actual child's mom. So like they're giving up time and whatever it is with their baby, like their mama bear and there's their little baby cub. Like they're giving another person like, Time. Time is yeah. huge. Yeah. Experiences. Like, like the fact that you get to have these experiences going on a boat with Ava, boat tour, like taking her here, taking her there. Like I can't imagine giving up the like you were saying you're a control freak. Like I feel like I mean, who really isn't? But like But imagine giving Jagger away every weekend. No, like, I don't. Question. You know what I mean? So like and if you're someone who doesn't have even if you're a level-headed person, honestly, if you're someone who can't like control that emotion either, like just imagine how hard that must be for the other person. Mm -hmm. Even if they're like a crappy mom or a crappy dad or whatever the situation is, it's still like for m most people, like a really, really hard situation for them to like be giving up time or as far as custody, like of their kid to somebody else. So I think like, just understanding like you're you're the one with the person that they most likely wanted to be with too like you're the person who like in a lot of situations like it was a relationship or they were at least hooking up and hopeful it would go somewhere you know mm -hmm. and i think like understanding like you're spending time with their kid you're the you're with the person that they probably at one point in their life wanted to be with or saw life with and so like not to say that you have the upper hand or you won, but it's like you won. <laughs> like you're yeah. in the position that you're in. So like have grace and and just kind of like back off. And I think as I say this, I think that this is such a complicated topic. And there's probably gonna be people listening where like that's impossible to do in my situation. I would never be able to do that. So I wanna say like I understand there's there's really no right way to do it. There's probably a thousand wrong ways to do it, but I don't think there's any like perfect advice or like right way to do it. It's totally. I think situation. that that's really good advice. Like having grace and realizing like, not that you won, but you're right. Like you are, that is, I think how you said that was so great. Like you are in the situation that maybe they wish they were in. So just kind of sit down, like just sit down. Yeah. Like, but <clears throat> like your opinion matters. And I think like it is like valid, you know, I think it's fair, like, Say that. I'm, say a situation happens where, like, Ava's mom, for instance, is like disrespectful or rude to Jeff. You know, like, how do you, you don't handle that? Do you? Is your advice to I just? Say, I completely stay out of it. Stay <laughs> out of it. Want nothing to do with it. He will tell me, and I'm like, roll my eyes. You know, like when situations like that come up, or you know, whatever. Um, I just tr I try very hard to stay out of their co-parenting like and that's that you know she doesn't always like answer the phone when like Jeff calls to be like hey what's the plan where are we gonna meet like what time should I pick a baby like she can be kind of hard to communicate with sometimes and again she's a single mother of two kids like doing a bunch of stuff like trying to make ends meet so like of course she's not sitting there on her phone all day like again having grace with the situation. But when you're frustrated and you're like, girl, <laughs> like we're trying to pick her up, like please answer the phone. So I, I honestly though, I just try to stay out of it. I'm there for him when he wants to vent and talk about it. And like, I'm very much like, listen, like we can do X, Y, and Z like eventually. And like, we can, you know, the situation can change in the future. And like, I think for now, like we just, you know, like we try to like talk through it and everything and I let him vent, but I try not to like, I'm never like, oh, tell her this or like, you should say this, you know, like I just, you just I bite your tongue like, for the better, like the greater good of the situation. What's that? What's that going to do? Now I have drama with her every day. Like what now she's just going to be more of a pain in the butt. Yeah. I said something, you know, like it's a good way to think about it because, and you're right. Like 
some people could listen to this and say, well, you don't know my baby's mama's daddy or whatever, you know, like you don't know my situation. But I think overall, that's a good way to think about it. Like if you can remove yourself and just be on the side and just be that supportive step parent, that bonus mom, that bonus dad, and just, and just be that because that's all. Yeah. She never, the also other thing I'm thinking of too, though, is like, she doesn't ever come at me about anything. I don't even have her, like, I have her number, but like, I don't, I don't have it like saved under her name or, you know what I mean? Like I have it from like a time where I picked Ava up. Like we, she does not ever come at me. And I know that's very different in a lot of people's situations. Yeah. The mom is like, Ava came home and said, you did this, or you said that, or blah, 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 blah. And then like start sending, could potentially start sending me paragraphs. I know that's other people's situations. So like, I'm also lucky because she does not ever come at me. I think we're like, again, we're just in like a good situation and civil. Yeah. Like we're, I mean, like, of course there's so much baggage to this that I'm not going to like, you know, air out or whatever. Yeah. But I think like, as as things go like she does not come at me I do not come at her like it is very much like hey you know I'm helping Ava live a good life like she knows that like it's not just Jeff here taking care of her like that yeah and that's that's so important to be able to step in when you can and actually be that bonus and and extra parent for her yeah I do like I do want to know did you ever reevaluate your situation in the beginning before you went into it and think like am I fit to be a stepmother am I like is this for me like is there any way of knowing ahead of time that you're a good fit to be a step parent and like with that like what qualities should you have or Uh, it's funny because when I first started dating Jeff everyone's like you're a stepmom and I'm like I'm not a stepmom she's there one night a week like I'm not a step. I was just very, I don't think it was like denial, but I was just like, I didn't go in with this like heavy heart about it. Like my whole life is changing. If I could go back and tell 24 year old Lauren, I'd be like, your whole life is changing. (laughs) Like everything's changing and it's going to change really slowly because you're able to ease into it. Cause she was just with us for one night a week, you know, like, and then she was with us for two and then the pandemic happened and then she was with us for weeks at a time. Like, I think like I was able to like ease into it and then I was thrown into it. But like I said, I was already at this point in my life where I was like craving a more wholesome life. I was like so bored and over like getting drunk every weekend and running around Boston. My two of my best friends just moved to California. I'm like, so who am I doing this with anymore? (laughs) Yeah. Um, So I was already kind of like ready for it. Um, So I think like that's where like timing and like everything happens for a reason. Like it all aligned really, really well. Um, but yeah, I, I don't think I like, I went into it very like ignorance is bliss. Like I just went into it like, oh, it's not that big of a deal. Like it's, it's, you know, it's just fun and whatever. And then it turned into like more and more and more. And then it turned into my mom being like, Lauren, you are parenting this little girl. And I like kind of slowly started to realize it, but you have to like kids. <laughs> like yeah. if you don't like kids, like getting involved in a really like in a relationship where someone has a kid, like I think like that's a, a huge bad idea. Um, I think that you have to like also want to have kids eventually because if you don't like this is gonna this kid's gonna be in your life forever or kids, you know? So like you have to want to to have children in your life or be someone who wants kids. Um I think you have to like also be a little selfless or like understand that you're not always going to be number one um in your relationship and I think for some people especially in the beginning of dating that can be a hard pill to swallow like I don't think Jeff ever puts me on the back burner he does a really good job of it but like the little things right like I had to come you know, understand that Jeff's not going to be, I'm not going to bring my boyfriend on all these friend trips, you know? And like, I'm not going to like, we're not going to have crazy, like I said before, like crazy Saturday nights out. Twofold, Jeff is sober. So like that stuff also (laughs) wouldn't happen anyways. 
um like maybe we get crazy and go to the casino yeah <laughs> after some nights but like you know we I don't think that stuff was ever going to happen anyways but I think like understanding like that isn't going to be the situation anymore and like understanding you're not always going to be a priority and there's another person in this relationship that needs to get taken into consideration and so you have to be mature too I think like I think back to like 21 year old Lauren like she would never have been able to handle this <laughs> like this would not be anything that would have worked out well for her just because of the having to settle down aspect of it like there yeah. is this yeah, like I didn't even want a boy. I don't even know why I even mentioned twenty-one-year-old Lauren. She didn't want a boyfriend. She was like, "I don't ever want a boyfriend ever." <laughs> so like, no, she would never be here. Um, but yeah, like you're settling down. You're like, I think when you're young, you're so selfish, and it's all about you all the time. And I know I was really selfish for like the first couple of years of my twenties, like after graduating um, college and everything. And you can't be a selfish person, you know. Like you have to understand, like there's so many other factors. There's a little human involved. And yeah, I think I wasn't mature enough. Some days I'm like, me and Jeff were joking the other day. So we bought, um, obviously Mackenzie knows this, but we bought a house together a couple months ago. And we moved into this cute little neighborhood. And there's like a lot of like, there's like some young people, some older people, but we were talking about how we feel like such frauds. I'm like, I relate. We have like college kids that live next door to us. And I was like, I feel like I relate to the college kids next door more than the adults in this. Yeah, that is so funny. I can totally relate to that. Like sometimes I look around in like my neighborhood or my life and I'm like, yeah. okay, we're just this like young couple who have this house with this baby, but like, that's not me. Like, I feel yeah. like I'm still in college. Like we were having bangers at my house a couple of years ago. Like, yeah, like not that long ago. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I feel like we're, we've been joking about it recently. We're like, we're frauds, we're fakers. We're just like here, like, like faking this life. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think like maturity is, is definitely an aspect to it. And I think you have to also like, you have to be someone who has like an open mind too, because the, I know specifically for my situation, there's some aspects where things could really change in the blink of an eye for us. And like, we could end up with Ava full time or, you know, we could like, I just think that there's like things that could change. So like being open-minded and like focusing on the present is also like something that needs to be important. And I don't think this is advice. I think this is just actually more advice and not necessarily the answer to your question. But I find myself getting really caught up in like the future. And I'm like, when Ava's 13 and she has to choose between staying here and staying at her mom's, what's she going to do? Like, I get so caught up in like what the, what this future is going to look like. And I'm like, she is six and just like, enjoy her being six right now. What is it going to look like for you? Like, is it going to be really sad for you to like not have her be there full time, even more so when you have a baby? Like, how will you internalize that? Yeah. I think more about how me having my own kid would make her feel um because I could imagine like I don't I mean I just don't know like I don't have um I didn't grow up with like a step parent or anything like that so I just don't know like what these feelings could be for her or like what she would be thinking right now she gets excited about it she's like yeah like you should have a baby boy she's like cute and excited about it now but I always kind of wonder like because one time she did say like I saw in the movies you know when they have a baby, they like the parents like the baby better than the big kid. And so I have always like when this conversation comes up and like when she's an adult, like a, a more grown up kid to understand it, I could probably literally cry saying this, but like Ava will always be like so, so special to me because she made me a mom in a way that like oh, my own. I could cry like, right now. <laughs> <laughs> she made me a mom you know what I mean and like I and I know I'm not a full-time mom I know I'm not her real mom but like but you're a mom every, yeah she in every aspect made me a mom and she taught me a lot about being a mom she's like yeah she's awesome. I'm literally she's crying like, I'm such a hormonal yeah, baby like, when so it comes to um moms and babies and <laughs> but like she is you know like she's so special so if I could ever say to her if she could ever listen to this one day when she's older like she has, will always be 
and not to take away from any of my future kids because they'll make me like a, a biological mom but like she will always be like my oldest child like my baby my first, yeah you know? like so yeah I think like I don't know I've also always said like I think like a question people ask me a lot is like does having Ava in your life like make you want to have kids more or less and I have like there's days where it makes me want to have kids less because I'm like, oh, this part-time thing's really nice. <laughs> like the other night we came home uh, like over the weekend from skiing and then we went and picked up Ava and I was like, it's just nice to be able to have both, you know, like we have our, our life and, and then our life with her. But um, I don't, I don't think I'd ever be upset if I couldn't have kids. Like if somebody was like, or not somebody, if the doctors were like, <laughs> you can't have kids you're infertile. I would never go to extreme measures. Like I would never do any, anything additional besides a, a good old, good old fashioned baby making, like to try to have kids. <laughs> good, good old bedroom rocking. <laughs> but yeah, I feel like, I don't know. I think it's, I think it's a, a weird dynamic probably, but it's a dynamic that so much of the world is in. So it's almost like, normal in a way that like a traditional family is now you know it's like not that out of it's not it's totally totally not and your story is is very good like everything was really good and everything worked out really good everything's going really good like right so it's it's almost really refreshing for people to hear because and yeah like it's good to hear the bad and what can go wrong and how you can prevent this or prevent that. But it's also really good to hear somebody as level-headed and in a situation like you to give them promise and hope. Like, it doesn't have to be all, you asshole this, you're, she's a brat, she's this, she's, you know, she doesn't deserve the baby or whatever. Like, it can be civil and, you, you like, your advice is, like, healthy, you know, like, healthy. I feel like, and I think you know, like, as my friend who gets, like, you know, like you guys have all heard the the other like side stories and stuff like that. But like, so I'm not sitting here even like trying to paint this like front of like, I live in La La Land with butterflies and no. rainbows and cookies. Like it really is. I think it's a lot about just like acceptance too, like understanding the situation for what it is, accepting it for what it is, being sympathetic, giving grace, being patient. Like there's a healthy way to do it. And I think like maybe not every decision we make is the right one. And maybe like we're going to make mistakes and we have made mistakes, but I think like we're doing a really good job of a a healthy co-parenting situation. Well, I think the difference is, and I think once people, and I'm not a step-parent, so I guess I don't really know, but you, so you can tell me if, if you think this is accurate at all. I think the difference is, and I think if people can get to this point in step parenting, it's you truly wholeheartedly without a doubt, love and care about Ava. So when you can separate everything else and that's what you can focus on, I think that is where you can actually like see clearly and think clearly because when you let in, like you were saying before, like, Jeff, you are not Jeff's 100% number one priority because he has a six-year-old baby to take care of, right? That could be a really hard thing for somebody that doesn't love the six-year-old baby and want the six-year-old baby to succeed. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, Oh, totally. I think like at the end of the day, and I think it's why Ava's mom respects my relationship with Ava and my relationship with Jeff because I truly, truly at the end of the day, want what's best for Ava. And if that means I don't get my way this weekend or like for, I'll give you an example. Um, on Christmas morning, Jeff proposed to me Christmas morning. It was so beautiful. It was so special. It was our first morning, um, Christmas in our new house together. It was also the first Christmas Ava ever woke up here. Like she's not usually with us on Christmas Eve to Christmas morning. So even if I didn't get proposed to, it was a special day. And then it was so cute and so beautiful. And then we were all so excited. Ava was like, we get to stay home all day today. And like, we were so, so happy. And then my family was coming up for the rest of the weekend. And a couple of my friends, our friends were coming up on Sunday. So it was just like, it was this perfect, like everything was like perfectly calculated. You know, it was great. And so Jeff gets a text from his, um, from Ava's mom. And she was like, hey, what time are you bringing Ava down to Nana's? And we were both like, Mind you, Jeff had been asking her all week, what do you want to do with Ava on Christmas? 
do you, would you like her to spend Christmas Eve with you and we'll come pick her up later? Like, how do we want to do this? And she just wasn't answering him. So we were like, all right, we're going to take that as like, we're going to pick her up Friday because Christmas Eve was Friday and we'll bring her back on Monday. That's the end of the story. You know, like if you aren't going to work it out with us, like that's just what we're going to do. How are you supposed to know? Yeah, not even like maliciously. It's just like, you're not answering the calls or the texts. Like, how are we supposed to know? So then on Saturday around 11 o'clock in the morning, my dad's on his way up here from Connecticut and Ava's so excited to see him. And then Jeff says like, we're all in the room together. Um, Ava's mom just texted him. When am I going to bring Ava to Nana's? And I was like, oh man. And so Ava was like, I want to go to Nana's, but I want to stay here. And then I just felt bad because she was like so torn up. Like you could see how like she really wanted to be both places and she was getting upset about it. And we were like, listen, that is an example of like, I had to put my agenda to the side. Like I had to not care that I had just gotten engaged and Jeff was going to leave the house for two hours on Christmas morning. <laughs> like I had to not care that Ava was going to like that, whatever, Ava was going to go down there and the whole situation. But I was like, you know what? This is about Ava and she wants to be with everybody. And I think like that mindset takes maturity, you know? Yes. And I think, like, oh, that gave had, me chills that really. You had to be like, you know, whatever, like, let's work it out. So when I kept telling Ava, like, we're going to work it out. Don't worry about it. You'll see everybody. So Jeff brought her down to Nana's and then her mom almost never, ever drives her up here. Um, brought her back up here later at night on Christmas. And so then she got to spend the time. Um, Tina and Emily or Tina and Eddie had come over that night and my dad was here. So she got to spend the whole night with us and we played Monopoly and it was great. Like every, it was all, everything worked out, you know? And I just think like letting go of the agenda and understanding like this one's not about me today. Like it might be my proposal day, but yeah. it's not. <laughs> my, my engagement day, but <laughs> Yeah, that's so cool. It's really so, so cool and really refreshing to hear from somebody that's, like you said, it's not perfect. You're such situ- like things like that come up. That's a perfect example. Of yep. Like, listen, it's not like, it's not weekends full of drama. It's not like harassment. It's not like anything crazy or anything, but like those things come up. And like, had I not been able to be a bigger person, like, of course I was a little irritated when it all was first happening, but I was like, put myself aside. My dad's on his way up. I'll get to hang with my dad for a couple hours. Jeff will be back soon. Like, and even if I am sitting here alone on Christmas, like Ava's going to get to go spend time with her other cousins and her aunts and uncles down there. Like, But she that's has what a- you do as a mother. Like yeah. as a mother, I don't care what I have to do as long as Jagger's happy. I don't, it yeah. do, like I literally physically, mentally, emotionally do not care if I'm sitting in a dark basement all day on Christmas, if that means she gets, like, that's yeah. how you are. It, it's really, it's really cool. And I think a lot of people will love to hear that there is, and you can get to a positive side in co-parenting or, or step parenting. Um, and there, there is, you know, there is, that hope to have just a flowing good relationship with everybody. Yeah, it's totally it's totally possible and I think like the more normal like more normalized it is now to have like non-traditional families like I just think it takes like mature people who are willing to be in like healthy like coexisting situations and who are always going to put the kid or the kids first. So, yeah, I know there's more people like me out there. There's more p- stories like this out there. So, I know I'm not like an anomaly to no. it all. It's great, and it, but it's so great to hear. And I have one more question for you, and I want to end it like this. You probably already said something like this, but maybe you can give me something else. What has been the greatest reward for you as being a step-parent, step-mother? Oh my I'm going to cry. Um, it's like Ava's love. Like she loves me like a mom, you know, and I think like when she asks me to come snuggle or in the mornings, I think the greatest thing is in the mornings when she wakes up she jumps in bed with me and Jeff and she snuggles up with us and she's like oh my Lorny like that's what she's been calling me her Lorny and I just think think her love is so so cute and it's it's so beautiful and I like I have these like moments with her and I can think of like a couple off the top of my head that are blissful in a way that like other things and adventures and times in my life have been blissful but then like dancing around with her in our old condo in Lynn one day I just had like this most beautiful moment and I was like this truly brings like a 
like a, a type of like joy into my life as much as she can drive me crazy. She yeah. brings a type of joy into my life. Like those little mornings when she wakes up and she, her, she's like lighting up about the snow, like her innocence, her love, her joy that she brings, like, Oh my God, I would deal with so much more drama just, <laughs> just to like have that. So I think like I get to be a mom to somebody and I get this, I am so lucky that I have her in my life. Like I think I could, I truly genuinely could not imagine a life without her. I love her so, so much. And she is the most loving little thing. She loves me just as much as I love her. She tells me every day she loves me 1 million. <laughs> oh my God. I love it. And she's just the cutest thing. But Again, like, you are the epitome of, like, what every mother would want for their, like, step kid to have a stepmother. Like, that is, you are exactly what it is. And it's really cool. It's really cool to watch and see, like, you come into this role and and just flourish into this beautiful (laughs) mom that you are. I mean, it's really, really nice to see. And I'm so glad I get to witness it firsthand because... It's really sweet. I know. And if anybody who knows me is listening to this podcast, you're probably like, who is this person? (laughs) (laughs) Who is this mom? (laughs) Anyone like from college, like listening? (laughs) What? (laughs) (laughs) Well, the stars aligned and you became a stepmother. So yeah, I honestly, truly wouldn't, would never change it. I couldn't imagine a, a different, a different life or a different way, which is so crazy because Yeah, I didn't see myself here, but I'm really, really, really happy with them. Well, I want to thank you so much for coming on and talking about your stepmothering journey and Ava and the whole thing because it's beautiful and I think it's so worth hearing because it can help and show people that it's – it can't, it's not all horrible. Like there is this stigma against stepmoms and this and that. Like it doesn't have to be this horrible thing and I think – Again, like it's really refreshing. This podcast is so new. I have so many more people lined up. So we'll be doing, you know, more segments on step parenting and co-parenting and so many other things. And you're the first one um, in this genre. So it's really cool. And I'm really thankful and just grateful yeah, that you, were, you bring came you back for a, Bring you back for part two. Part two, baby. <laughs> always. I love you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you all so much for listening to another episode of The 20-Something Mom. I'm your host, Mackenzie Frank. I almost said Fane because it's my maiden name, and I always still do that to this day. Um, thank you, Lauren, for coming on. This was amazing. If you guys could leave a five-star review on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen to this podcast, that would be amazing, super helpful, and keeps this podcast going. Thank you, guys, and we'll see you next week.